Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I'm Kiss Chisholm. I'm Kiss Chisholm. I'm Kiss Chisholm. I'm Chisholm. That's great. I'm Kiss Chisholm. I'm Kiss Chisholm. I'm Kiss Chisholm. Merry Christmas. That's great. Yahweh! What's up, Falkers? Welcome to Falk Boys, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. This week, we're talking about 2010, 2010's uh, Baby Falkers, just the Christmas chunk. I'm Adam, you're in... We're getting all chunky in here, because I'm Steve, the Cushy Bottom, the Big Bad Anal Boy. <laughs> the Big Kahuna. <laughs> right. That's what I meant by Big Bad Anal Boy, was Big Kahuna. Well, uh, very Merry Christmas Angels at Cadillac Jacks, Falkers, to you, Steve. Well... Merry Christmas to you, and keep the Christ in Christmas. No. Uh, and let it snow. It's also past Christmas at this point, so we all, we hope that you all had a great Christmas. Mm-hmm. We hope that you were with your loved ones and were able to, you know, kiss them. And may all your Christmases be white, just so you, just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're very clear. Mm. Are we white? We We haven't decided yet. We're everything. That's the beauty yeah. of God. We're we're made in the image of God, which means we're a little bit of everything. That's why we support all stars and stripes on the show because we encompass all the stars and the stripes. We're the melange. We're the spice. That's right. I've got a Mr. Browns in a tiny little mug made for Mr. Browns. It's got Humpty Dumpty on it. It's going to be a good day. That's beautiful. I think uh, somebody should edit out that uh, two-second blurb about Mr. Brown's coffee and yeah. send it to them. And hopefully we can get our second sponsor. Bro, if we can't get Papa John's or Pure Flakes... uh, By the way, I've completely given up on getting Pure Flakes. I am focusing 100% of my efforts on getting Papa John's to support this show. But I'll also throw a bone at Mr. Brown's if they show interest first. But if they show interest, I'm throwing my bone right down their hole. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, living the dream. I appreciate all the work that you do on this podcast. I had a couple of opportunities over the past couple of days to get Papa John's, and I passed. Well, it was my birthday uh, a few weeks ago now, and uh, for my birthday, my wife was like, what do you want for supper? And I said, the only thing I can think of is a piping hot, extra large Donair pizza from Papa John's. It was Terrific Tuesday, so we got to get 50% off, and uh, you know, as always delicious pizza you know you when you split an xl with your lover you get five pieces and what what better way to celebrate your 34th year on this planet than with five pieces of delicious papa john's pizza i mean get at us papa john splitting uh xl with your lover that's good stuff yeah that that makes a commercial that makes a brand get us on your team you know what we're doing. You want an ad read? Here's an ad read for you. Hey, Papa John's, the finest of the cheap and crappy fast pizza places, Papa John's uh, reigns supreme. They're not as good as your local pizzeria, but they're better than Pizza Hut. Blah. 
So use promo code FOCKBOYS for 40% off your favorite pizza this year at Popper Jarns. Oh, that was a uh, great Adam. My only Thanks. note is that we uh, replace uh, crappy with uh, how about slappy? Uh, I love it. The it, the small, cheap, slappy pizza restaurant that that just that won't quit with a butt that won't quit. Papa John's. Here's your contract for a million dollars. Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I my I love when like people accuse whatever it, like whatever art it is of selling out when it's like the instant i get a sniff of selling out i'm selling everything i'm selling my yeah. soul the minute someone makes an offer give me money i don't care it's the best sell out it's definitely the best i would want to buy an island i need island money if i'm gonna sell my uh integrity yeah I especially wanna, this show's integrity i want to buy the island of haiti my home yeah. my country my king wouldn't that be great? We could uh, use all the Haitians to love? Uh, expand. Well, I was thinking about using the Haitians for our benefit, but then that went down a very dark road <laughs> and uh, just thought of love. I, I, I think I see where your brain went, and I, uh, I appreciate you for walking back from that line. Yeah, it's not a good line to walk down. We love Haiti, we love her home, and we want the best for all Haitians. And like all Haitians say, Falkers rule and uh, live your best life. Give me the Christmas chunk, baby. That's right. Little 2010s was a wild year. We got a threequel. Not even the Shanghai franchise got a threequel but the falkers no. franchise gets a threequel that's bonkers to me it made a lot of money do you want to know what the budget for this film is oh well here's the thing it's most of the budget had to have gone to all of the mega stars that are in this movie yeah the reason why this is an hour and 45 minutes is well because of the five minute chunk at the end that doesn't <laughs> need to be there but also because the first, like, 40 minutes are just introductions or bit parts of the who's who of Hollyweird. That's amazing. I would love to hear how much they paid uh, for to make this movie to get stars like Barbara Streisand and Dustin yeah. Hoffman, who were in the last one, and yeah. Owen Wilson. I didn't know he was in these, or I'd forgotten. As soon as his name popped up in the credits, I went oh, I might have to watch this whole movie. And then I watched about 10 minutes of it and went, I don't want to watch this whole movie, that's for sure. It's a it's a terrible watch. You got Jessica Alba making everything spicy and sexy. Yeah, playing a character named Andy Garcia, which I thought was funny enough. <laughs> funny yeah. enough, yeah. There's a bunch of little jokes that are funny enough. Please. That's how I definitely would uh, classify them. Call them little fuckers, please. <laughs> Yeah, that's why this uh, movie was named Little Foggers. Definitely yeah. not because of the uh, children that are barely featured. Yeah, definitely not because the, the initial title of this movie was Baby Foggers, and someone went, ha, we probably can't get away with that. We could. Let's field test it and see how people respond to a movie called Baby Foggers, but then they went with <laughs> Little Foggers instead, which sounds kind of worse to me, I'd say. 
Well, the corporate drone came in and uh, suggested slappy fuckers, but that's his, like, <laughs> suggestion for everything. Yeah, he initially, so, he said, yeah. call it baby slappers, and they were like, well, we have to keep <laughs> fuckers in the title. We can't get rid of that in the title. It's the whole thing. <laughs> I want a movie called Baby Slappers. Please put Ben Stiller in it and Bobby De Niro, please. I can't believe they didn't retroactively change the title of the first movie from Meet the Parents to something with Falkers in it. Right. Falker meets the parents or something like that. (laughs) Falker's big day out. (laughs) Hey. Either or. Those are great titles. Listener, if you think the word Falker is funny, then strap in for this episode because we're going to be saying it a whole Falkton, that's for sure. Uh, And it essentially did get them the second and third movie at least the third well for sure and as soon as they were like what if what if we named ben stiller's ben stiller's last name's falker but what if we named him gaylord as his first name (laughs) and you went well why would any parent do that to a child in the world (laughs) like that's what a cruel thing to do but fine i guess that's the joke I haven't seen Dustin Hoffman, you know. He's eccentric. I haven't seen Meet the Falkers, and I haven't seen 80% of Baby Falkers, but I did see Meet the Parents non-Falker edition in theaters. And of uh course. and it was a rambunctious, righteous time. Hey, we gotta do the Falk Boys prayer though. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Yes, let uh let us pray. All right. God God Falk our, our podcast. God, God fuck all, all fuckers. fuckers. Fuck we love you. fuckers. Perfect. Beautiful prayer done by two beautiful boys. <laughs> we love you, and we love life. We, we love you. We're just filled with the sauce. And we're not filled with oranges, because it's past Christmas, and we're not eating yeah. oranges ever again, maybe. If you as a listener are peeling your first orange, getting ready to eat a bunch of orange during this podcast, you're dumb. Shut up. (laughs) If you as a listener. How's that sound? Yeah. Great. (laughs) Great. Groovy. Uh... (laughs) We don't say groovy enough on this podcast. We got to replace Falkers with Groovy after uh, after this episode. Meet the Groovy? No, we're not changing the name of the (laughs) we're not changing the name of the movie to that. I just meant in the amount of times we say a thing. Oh, I mean, I do like the idea of changing our just, like, team name to the Groove Boys. I think that's a cool (laughs) name for a crew, so I'm into that. If you want to be a Groove Boy with me, let's groove, baby. Yeah, let's groove, baby. Uh, It's more on the pulse of what's going on in society right now. I think society doesn't need any purity. It needs some grooviness, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Society needs to get fucked. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Man, we're firing on all cylinders this morning i tell you there's there i there must have been an ad campaign for this movie that was like this christmas prepare bring your family to the theaters to get fucked and then there's ben stiller being like oh just go help me stick this tube up this man's bum and she's like i'm a drug rep but sure i'll, I'll do that why not yeah. but we're not well, here to- kevin hart can't do it so well of course and we're not here to talk about the first hour and 34 minutes of this movie we're here yeah. Just to talk about the final five minutes of the movie, because that takes place at Christmas time. A baby Falker's Christmas. I watched about 
15 minutes, eh, 10, 15 minutes of this movie leading up to it, like the first 10 to 15 minutes, and then when I don't want to do this anymore, so let's skip to the end. So I don't know what happens in this movie, although I can probably guess based on the little breadcrumbs they left at the very start. But you okay. watched more of it. How much of this movie did you watch? I watched more inches of this movie. I, uh, a couple of nights ago, I uh watch 54 minutes <laughs> that's stopped. most of it that's most of it well it's an hour and 45 minutes so i it was about half yeah, which that's is true. crazy yeah did you have a lot of laughs did you have a did you crack a lot of smiles no it was more the most thing i thought while watching this 54 minute chunk was who is this movie for because it's not very funny for what? kids or adults. Godfucker. The storyline blows. Billy Godfucker. <laughs> he got Billy Godfucker, and that's the whole movie. Ben still got people Godfucker, and and then he acts like one, and he looks like one too. Well, uh, Greg Fokker's brother-in-law cheats on his wife. Gaylord Fokker, yeah. gets uh, divorced, so he can no longer be the god uh, Fokker. Right, Dr. Or Bob. whatever he yeah, Dr. Bob, get out of here. Robert De Niro, can't wait to carve your picture out of all of the family photos. He's so excited to do it and rip you off he the loves genie carving. Oh, he loves it. And is that like, oh, wait a minute, what are we doing? We haven't even gotten to everyone's favorite segment of the show yet. Why are we we're leaping well, into this Fokker talk? Well, we're not talking about the movie that we're here to talk about yet, so I thought it was fun. Oh, that's fair. Well, well, that's true. And also, can I just say, I really like the, uh, I think we should introduce a, fa a segment on the show called Falker Talk. I think that's, uh, I think that's a good <laughs> name for a segment. I really want to do who was the Bagger Vance, or whom the Bagger Vance <laughs> no, was. Who was the Bagger Vance in this movie? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. We, yeah. for a lot of these movies... That we've watched, we <laughs> return to that question of who is the beggar Vance in this movie, and uh, whom is the beggar Vance? I think is a better whom, segment title. But. Yeah, who whom is the beggar Vance in in Baby Fockers? Uh, my guess is that it's the Owen Wilson character. Uh, he plays a character named Beggar Vance in this movie, and uh... <laughs> uh, just to go back to last week, uh, whom was your beggar Vance? In Christmas at Cadillac Jacks. My, my Beggar Vance pick of the week. Uh, yeah. I think that the Beggar Vance in Christmas at Cadillac Jacks was probably Joe Jenkins, if I had to guess. He was the one kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes. I was thinking about this last night, and I think that's the obvious pick. Uh, my dark horse um, for Beggar Vance of sure. the week yeah. is uh, probably Mad. Ah, you know what? I was going to say Mad. Actually, <laughs> I'm. I, I think you're right. I think we need. I. I think we need to stop pushing this narrative that Joe Jenkins is the Beggar Vance of Christmas at Cadillac Jacks and accept it's the close. fact. But accept the fact that Madge is the Beggar Vance of Cadillac Jacks. Everybody knows that. It's this obvious. is a segment. This is so much fun. It's a breath of fresh ass when you see Madge come onto the screen. I just gotta say, and she's kind of ghostly. She's mysterious. She's like, uh, you know, the teacher of the room. <laughs> yeah, she loves to gossip. She, <laughs> she has spent. She's yeah. a she's a fifty four year old woman who spent her life being a waitress at Cadillac Jacks and still wakes up every morning and goes, "I'm gonna keep doing it." <laughs> I'm not going to stop. You can't fucking make me. Yeah. Or she's currently uh, dead 
Probably and she's dead. a little mischievous, uh, but serious, and a uh, you know a uh, overarching character for the home film. Yeah. That's my pick for Beggar Vance of the Week. Uh, you know what? I support your pick, and uh, I think that you really hit the nail on the head with who is the Beggar Vance of Christmas at Cadillac Jacks. <laughs> well, Perfect. Now that we've gotten everyone's new favorite segment out of the way, we have to get to everyone's old favorite segment. The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. So, should we do Big Events of the Week, uh, the week after we watch or, and record a movie? Yeah, that is this Kevin's tweet? Uh, no. Oh, then yes, I agree. Uh, yes, I agree that we should, like, so the week after we talk about the movie that we just watched, and then what, who's the beggar Vance in that? So, obviously this week we did it perfectly by talking about Christmas at Cadillac Jacks. Next exactly. week we'll talk about Baby Fokker's Christmas Chunk, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, because we really have, like, a week to ruminate on it, you know? You, you get to really figure out whom the Baker Vance is. Well, exactly. That's the biggest problem with watching these movies and then immediately talking about them is I don't have time to think about whom the Baker Vance is in this movie. <laughs> okay, perfect. Let's uh, get to the tweet, shall we? Yeah. Uh, this is at 1.31 p.m. Don't know how oh, I feel about that. Late. December 7th, 2021. If Liar's Pants really did catch on fire, the news would be much more fun to watch. Period. Kevin, don't quit your day job and become a stand-up comedian. Like, I feel like I wrote that joke when I first started doing stand-up comedy. Like, I, I guarantee I have that joke in a notebook somewhere marked 2008. It like, just be- first The first joke I ever wrote, I just stroked it off right onto the page and there it is. I feel like I was doing pants on fire jokes uh, when I was 10 or something. Right, but you didn't have the, the wherewithal to connect it to the news and the liars on the news, the fake news, you know? It's definitely true. I wasn't going after uh, the news. I was probably going after Zordon or something. And I definitely didn't know how to use commas yet, so it wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> no, God, no. I mean, to be fair, you still barely know how to use commas. And a semi, I don't know, semicolon? Don't even ask. No thanks. Well, yeah, semis are not my oeuvre. No, you're, you're a real, I don't know, grammar wizard. I don't know. Thanks, Kevin. Great. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Great stuff as always, Kev. Never change. I hope Great you had grammar. a Merry Christmas. Great grammar. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. And uh, I hope Santa brought you everything you asked for. Perfect. <laughs> just wanted to let it ride for a second. Just, just yeah. to see what you would do if I just stopped talking and let the music run. Well, the answer is... Yeah, that's true. You you blinked your eyes and on your eyelids you'd written Falk and me across them. And I just couldn't... <laughs> couldn't believe it holy fuck me is right oh man i know we've said this before but the idea of the students at his school at indiana jones's school just writing messages on their eyes for him. like a, a boy in the like that girl blinks and it says like i love you or whatever the hell it says and then the, uh, the boy next to her blinks and just says suck me across his eyes and harrison ford's like i don't I don't know. I, it is 1930. I, we're going to be arrested for this. I can't do that. 
I had no idea what you were talking about until you said suck me. <laughs> then, it, like, my brain started flooding with memories, and I'm pretty sure we did talk about that. Right. It's like, uh, it's like when you when you when a smell passes through your nose, and you go like, "Oh, I remember being in class and seeing students say suck me to the teacher. Oh, I remember it all came back." <laughs> Is there a pure flicks version of Indiana Jones? I know Indiana Jones is already Christian as frick, but actually, I think there is. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, have, we'll have to look into it a little <laughs> bit more. But I, I think there is like an Indiana Jones globe trotting adventure movie on pure flicks. I, I, I can't tell you any more than that, but I, I'm, I. I feel like there is. We could probably even get away with watching the Indiana Jones movies on here because the, yeah. most of them are about religious artifacts from Christianity. So we could make a case for it, more so than Baby Fokker's Christmas Chunk. <laughs> Definitely not a lot of God talk in this, even in the Christmas Chunk, which is pretty terrible. It's uh, no. sacrilegious. I can't believe they got one away with it i love the christmas chunk of baby fockers and uh because it's a christmas chunk but it's mostly hanukkah but Keep there's a separated. christmas tree in the background and they're definitely celebrating christmas but the first thing you see is a giant menorah on the wall like i'm talking five foot high fully engulfed in flames because all those candles are lit eight crazy nights playing on the tv it's hanukkah season baby it is Hanukkah season, baby, and eight days sounds better than one day. Right? Yeah. Instead of one day, they have eight crazy nights. It's the Festival of Lights. <laughs> Maybe we should do Hanukkah stuff next year. I guess that's probably not on Pure Flix, though. Oh, no. God, no. no. <laughs> you type in Hanukkah into Pure Flix, and they cancel your account. <laughs> yeah, they charge you an extra hundo and then cancel you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go, this is this is for wasting our time, Jew boy. Get out of here. <laughs> you go, I don't like that. I don't like you calling me Jew boy. I think that's in poor taste, no. David A.R. White. Yeah, but they had to do it. Yeah, and it's within their rights. I mean, God's yeah. chosen people. What an affront to Christianity to just swing your dinger, your trim dinger around going, oh, I'm God's chosen people. Then why are you trimming your dinger? Leave it alone if you're the chosen folk. And Pure Flex is very litigious. They got the right Christian lawyers to <laughs> draft this contract, so they made sure they could charge any uh, Hanukkah worship. Correct. <laughs> when you click, when you don't read the terms and service and just click uh, yes, accept, you're guaranteeing that you are Christian as frick and you are not Jewish and you will not use Pure Flix to promote any kind of Jewish propaganda. That's why you won't find baby fuckers on Pure Flix because yeah. there's a bunch, there's big menorahs in it at the end and we don't want that here. <laughs> I'm just looking up Christian lawyers just to see what I get. Right, probably a lot of and... lawyers named Christian, I would imagine. Um, yes. And also, <laughs> um, there's christianlegalfellowship.org. So seek them out if you need um, Haitian Christian legal uh, representation. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till they have to fight themselves in court when we hire them, when PureFlix sues us, when we hire that Christian law firm and PureFlix has also hired them. And then the two lawyers in that law firm go out to go head to head in court and just fight it out. Just like uh, Apocalypse 4, Tribulation. Or Revelation. Judgment. Judgment. That's the one that's the big court case. Sorry, everyone. 
Yeah, well, you, they get mixed up in your head when you're not doing them for a podcast. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you which one uh, doesn't get mixed up in my head. That would be Apocalypse Five Deceived because it sucked, <laughs> and I'll always remember it. What did? Oh yeah, we just uh, kind of did the plot and shut her down. Yeah, we, that was fun. No, we didn't even do the plot. We didn't do anything. You hit dingers, and then we ended the show. You hit a perfect I... dinger out of the park, and we went. Well, we can't get any better than this. That's the perfect ending. A dinger. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a nice life. Ninety percent sure we got most of the plot out there. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe. You know what? I know more about Apocalypse 5 Deceived, and the listeners probably know more about Apocalypse 5 Deceived than I know about Baby Fockers from 2010. That's very true. They they know it all, and we don't know anything about Baby Fockers except for the chunk. Oh, this movie came out 11 years ago. What a wild, yeah. different time. What a what a world. We were, we were all worried about 2012. It was coming two years away. Well... Back in 2010, they were very concerned with making hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And the only way you could sustainably do that is by making Fokker movies. <laughs> yeah, it was the only franchise that was printing money at the time. Marvel hadn't quite... They were only two years into doing their thing, so they hadn't quite hit their stride yet. And the Fast and the Furious franchise had maybe done, like the fourth movie maybe the fifth yeah. at that point so they were just kind of figuring things out too but the Falker franchise they hit the ground running and they knew we this thing's got legs so just let it run three Falkers give it to them <laughs> so do you want to know what the suspected budget for this movie was suspected by the police I'd love to know how much they suspect this movie cost Yes, the police report on this movie says that they had a budget of a hundred million dollars. <laughs> and like 70 million of that went to paying yeah. the stars and the cameos that are in this movie. We've got... At least. Who do we got? We got on the Jack Byrne side, we've got Bobby De Niro. We've got a woman who plays his wife, and I don't know who... Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta playing Robert De Niro's wife. We've got Chris, the star of Christmas Oranges, whatever her name is. <laughs> All right, off to a bad start. On the yeah. Fokker side, though. James Tito. No, Terry Polo. Terry Polo, that's the one. On the Fokker side, we've got King Fokker himself, Ben Stiller. We've got oh. Dusty Hoffman. We got B B Barbara Streisand. Who else? Ooh. Who else do we got? Right there, that's like... Is that Barbara Streisand? I don't think that's Barbara Streisand. Who is that, then? It's not Bette Midler, who I initially had it written down as, but that's Barbara oh, Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm thinking of Bette Midler when you say Barbara Streisand. Yeah, see? <laughs> they're kissing cousins. They're the same person. So, you know, all old white women look the same to me. I just gotta say, as a Haitian man, all old white women are exactly the same person to me. Sexy as frick. Yeah, of course, yeah. Good, for, good enough for poke. So... Yeah. <laughs> Who else do you we got? got? It. We got Owen Wilson. We've got Deepak Chopra. Huh? That's a cameo that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Who else? Keep going. We got Kevin Hart. We got Jessica Alba playing a, a person named Andy Garcia. And watching this movie, I, okay, I just want to say something about Jessica Alba real quick. Besides the fact she was total, she's a total cutie, big crush back in the day blue crush back in the day uh but also 
I recently, for a different podcast that I was doing a long time ago, watched Good Luck Chuck, the Dane Cook, Jessica Alba movie. And she's the best part of that movie. And watching this, I was like, oh, I think I actually just like Jessica Alba. Like, I think Jessica Alba brings a nice presence to movies. And it's always a pleasure to see her in movies. So come back to us, Jessica Alba. We miss you. She is a delight. Uh, her acting gets quite a bit better throughout her career. Uh, her in Idle Hands uh, is a, a treat for the eyes. I'm talking about pushing white all over the place. <laughs> oh, come but, on. Uh, <laughs> Pushing That's it. not gross. That's natural. Um, but she, her acting in that, I thought it was a little wooden. I've never seen Idle Hands. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch. I don't know anything about Devin Sawa's career. I don't. I don't watch it, and I don't. I'm not interested in it. You're missing out. He's so <clears throat> creamy. I mean, Little Giants. Talk about Little Fockers. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I have seen Little Fockers with Rick Moranis and the 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 fridge. Or whatever that girl's yeah. name is in it, and the little dweebus who gets wrapped in bubble wrap. Yeah, I know. I know little Falkers. You don't gotta quiz me on little Falkers. I know it. Yeah, so you do know Devin Sawa's career. Uh, yeah, I know everything about Devin Sawa's career. Name a Devin Sawa movie. I'll tell you exactly what happens in it. I'm a, I, Final I run a, Destination. Oh, hands. well, I, yeah, I love Final Destination. Actually, yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe I'm a big fan of Devin Sawa. Turns out that this big dumb Falker over here loves Devin Sawa. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, mom and dad. I know for years I've been telling you, stop getting me Devin Sawa merchandise. I hate him, but now I'm, I'm embracing it. Well, uh, Idle Hands used to be my uh, favorite Halloween movie for years. Does it it's take place? fun. It's light. Does it take place at Halloween? Oh, yeah, baby. Everybody's dressed up. The Offspring are there. <laughs> what? Bioengineer lead singer of The Offspring? Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Yeah, they play the high school show, obviously. Wow, that what a bad time for the offspring. What a sad, what a <laughs> low point in their career. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. They're playing a high school show. The offs, Americana's The Offspring, are yeah. playing at a high school. Hey, save me a quarter million dollars, you know. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's wow. That makes me so sad. Not even the Vans Warp Tour getting canceled has made me as sad as hearing that Offspring were playing at a high school in a movie. It, like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very prestigious Idle Hands movie. <laughs> that the Halloween classic Idle Hands. Yeah, I'm watch gonna, it. I'm gonna have to. I know Seth Green is in it. Maybe he smokes a bong out of his neck or something. Does he? He's like a zombie in it at some point. Yeah, he dead at a certain point, uh, but also uh, undead. And so, uh, then they smoke a bunch of weed. So what I'd like you to do now for the rest of this episode is explain in great detail the plot of Idle Hands to me. And I'll sit here quietly and just listen. Okay, so Devin Sawa is the coolest man alive. He doesn't go to school and is basically going to get kicked out. And uh, uh, stop telling me about weed. just stop telling me about Devin Sawa's life. Start telling me about Idle Hands. He has a uh, pipe made out of his uh, uh, inhaler, out of his puffer for asthma. So that's really cool, and that's about the whole movie. <laughs> so, so all what I've learned about Idle Hands today is that yeah. Devin Sawa is in it. Also, Devin Sawa is a loser who's going to get kicked out of high school because he can't stop smoking weed. And that's yeah. a fact about Devin Sawa that is unrelated to Idle Hands. 
That is in Idle Hands, believe it or not, and he used to be a great boy. Uh, I won't believe it. I'm going to choose not. You said believe it or not, I choose not. Okay. All right. Ripley's. <laughs> yeah, not. Dean Kane, Christian Christian superstar Dean Kane. <laughs> Dean Kane? Oh, Dean I want to really get into Dean Kane. I love <laughs> Dean Kane. I want to be wrapped in him. We haven't even touched a Dean Kane movie yet. There's so many. I know. And, like, we picked some real trash for Christmas this year. I gotta say, we yeah. watched three pretty crappy Christmas movies this Christmas. Not Christmas at Cadillac Jacks. That's a classic. I'm um, including Baby Fockers in there. But not one of Christmas them. Christmas Oranges? Oh, I loved Christmas Oranges. You know, maybe just Christmas Angels sucked. <laughs> Christmas yeah. Angels sucked. Sorry, Kevin. We hitched our horse to the wrong wagon. We shouldn't have been a Kevin Sorbo podcast. We should have been a Dean Cain podcast. I've said that since the start. Yeah, but he doesn't have the tent online. He doesn't have the the cachet. You're right. Yeah, he, he and you're right. And uh, you know, I just I just love Dean Cain. He's he's my Superman. I feel like Superman hit me at the perfect age. If I was like a year older, a year younger, I wouldn't have been that much into superman but i i loved his superman i would watch that all the time on television oh yeah 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 i remember there was an episode where the villains froze everyone in time but they could still move around and i was like yeah that's really creepy i would not want that to happen to me someone's gonna look at my dinger if that happens to me i don't want to get frozen unfreezing my pants or down my dingers out that what a nightmare that would be for me what is this the outer limits that's too heavy for 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, they, yeah, that's a good slot. 7 p.m. on a Thursday? That was the Friends time slot. That's amazing for Superman. Sorry, The Adventures of Lois and Clark. I apologize. Yes, but he is our Superman, and they were great adventures. <laughs> they it, were. It was a delight. <clears throat> you know, they were great adventures. You're absolutely right. Um, So what are we here talking about today? We're talking about 1992's <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. Uh, We're here talking about... 2010's Baby Fockers. Well, maybe we'll see what comes up in the future if we might end up watching Angels in the Outfield. Maybe. No, we're never going to do it. Mark my freaking words. Yeah, you bet. We're saving it for the the start of the baseball season next year. We're going to watch <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League. Uh, what's the one with Charlie Sheen? Uh, uh, wild Thing. Wild no, Thing. No, called... <laughs> Major League. Major League. Back to the minor league. That's the one we're going to watch. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Uh, Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should definitely do Field of Dreams, Angels in the Outfield, and uh, Rookie of Well, let me run this by you right now, Falker, while we're talking about it. And yeah. probably should have this conversation off air. But you know what? Let's let them see how the salami's made. We got time. Instead of Cowgirl Summer next year, do you want to just oh, do no. Baseball Summer? Let's just do Baseball Summer. We just watch baseball movies all summer. Don't act like you're not down for that. You and I are buying tickets to our local... We're buying season tickets to our local baseball team next season. Don't act oh. like we're not excited about baseball. I'm literally playing a game of baseball right now yeah. on my video game I know. Console. I know. I can see it in your <laughs> eyes. And I am so into baseball that... Uh, but, like, do we get rid of the girls? Do we get rid of the horses? The dreams. But we the hope. The ranches. But we did a cowgirl summer. We haven't done a baseball summer yet. 
I'm in, but I feel like we should do a baseball spring and then a cowboy uh, summer. Well, then what is this show? <laughs> Whatever we want it to be. That's it's true. Groovy boys, baby. This is Falk Boys, the grooviest podcast around. And uh, well, I, but, we are. Let's change our name to Falk Boys. I I like Pure Boys, but I think it's time to embrace a new reality, and that is that we're truly Falk Boys at heart. And uh, what what are the people are going to stop listening because we're not Pure Boys anymore? We're, we've been Falk Boys all along. It's the same amount of letters. And we're still going to be Adam and Steve, probably. Yeah, I mean, you'll be Gaylord, and I'll be uh, pff, another Falker. I don't know what's Dustin Hoffman's name in this movie. Well, uh, I don't know. I just uh, refer him as the Dust. So yeah, I I refer to him as sexual creep Dustin Hoffman. Is he a sexual creep? Did I, he do bad things? I think there was something that came out that was like in 1965, Dustin Hoffman pinched my butt at a party, and then people got really mad and tried to cancel Dustin Hoffman. I don't know the extent of of his crimes. Uh, I I don't know, but I remember that his name got a, he got a, a light me tooing last year. Just a, yeah. a touch of me tooing. Okay. Well, I'll do my own research and get back to you. Uh, does that mean I can cancel the PureFlix account? No. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Don't you even consider it. <laughs> we still have so many movies to watch. You, Man, we we're so far from baseball summer. We have so, we're, we're months away from baseball summer. We have so much Christianity we need to get through. We're definitely a few months from baseball summer. We're, I'm going to watch so much baseball this summer, and I would love to do that. I miss I miss cowgirls though. Like I just I love the summer, but maybe we can make a new summer. Here's what we do. It's a Falk Boys baseball summer, and then midweek freak treat is now cowgirl movies for the summer. The whole summer? I want to watch five minutes of a cowgirl movie. Just a random five minutes of a random cowgirl movie every week. That seems. I, I, I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. We'll ruminate on it. We'll ruminate on it. Is this good it. podcasting? Nope, it's not. Uh, so okay. let's get into Baby Fockers. 2010's yeah. Baby Fockers Christmas Chunk, a.k.a. the last five minutes of the movie. The whole Fokker family gets together for Christmas Oranges, Angels, and Cadillac Jacks, and it's a beautiful thing with a big menorah. <laughs> and this scene has... <laughs> No need. The movie has ended. I watched the last two minutes Coward. and, you know, uh, Frank called no, 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 Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what happens to the Godfucker. I can imagine. I Here's, okay, wait. I watched ten minutes of this movie. I'm going to predict that Jessica Alba's character tries to get Ben Stiller to cheat on his wife with her, or he, like, almost cheats on his wife with Jessica Alba's character. He does the speech for the boner pills. He accepts that money. Then some Falker things happen, and Bobby De Niro has a heart attack, I'm guessing. And then uh, and then Falker helps everyone because he's a male nurse, and that's the most shameful thing imaginable, according to these this franchise. And then at the end, the whole Falker family comes together. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, everybody's there. And it's a beautiful uh, ending to a beautiful movie. And Greg becomes the Godfather. Greg does officially become the Godfather? Yeah. That's good to hear. But as Greg even says in this movie, I have no desire to sound like I am in any way in charge of anything in this house. <laughs> and I wrote down, 
Jesus, Gaylord, what happened to you in this movie to just shatter your confidence like that? But apparently that's endearing because it seems like everybody loves him for saying that, and it's yeah. humble. He, I think it's humble. I, how much do you want to bet that there's a scene where Ben Stiller hooks someone up to a lie detector machine and tries to do the lie detector thing from the first movie? Oh, there's definitely a lie detector. Did you not get to the part where he has to shock himself? No, I saw that. himself? That's yeah. insane. That was so insane that Robert De Niro ripped cords out of his precious lie detector and shoved him into his heart because he was having a, a heart attack. And it somehow yeah. helped him. I'm, I'm pretty sure that doesn't work because the heart needs to be stopped in order for the need of a defibrillator. Uh, no, the heart just needs to be in distress. Uh, a defibrillator isn't going to start a heart that's stopped beating. All it's going to do is correct the incorrect rhythm that's in the heart. Oh, right. You're right. It's actually false in movies where you, someone is dead and they shock them and it brings them back. That's not how it works. The chest compressions are is what will kickstart the heart again, from what I understand. And the the shock is just kind to kind of get things, you know, realigned at once they're going again, I think. I believe you're right. I think I learned that, too. I've taken several courses of first aid. Uh, don't really remember any of it. Hope to never have to use it uh, because, jeez, oh, I don't want that kind of pressure. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, it seemed, it's a hope you never use type situation. For sure. And I'm scared that if I ever am in a situation like that, I'm going to be pointing at people being like, you, Falker, go call 911. Hey, you, Falker, go get the defibrillator thing. Uh, and you, Falker, get me the rest of my McDonald's. It's over there on the counter. And feed it to me. I need the, my energy while I'm doing chest compressions. I want to drop chewed up fries in this person's mouth while I'm giving them mouth to mouth through a, a rolled up magazine. It's a slurry of uh, terrible moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we just describing Gaylord Falker's life? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So, uh, <laughs> why are they all together at the end? Uh, to have Christmas together? Everything's done in the movie. Well, what happens in the last two minutes of the movie? You said you watched a little bit beforehand. Fill us in on oh. what the final moments of Falker's life are. Well, you, I think what happens is that uh, Greg and uh, Frank get into a fight. He has a heart attack, and then I think he saves them. And then I just watched the part where he calls him the real uh, Godfather, and that Bob was never going to be the Bob father. <laughs> Does he say that? I think so, yeah. Well, I hope he calls him the Bob Falker. Because <laughs> he fucked him right out of there. Yeah, he told me to get the fuck out of here. I... And Oh my god, there has to be... I guarantee there is a scene in this movie that when Robert De Niro was having a heart attack... Ben Stiller is trying to give him mouth to mouth and Robert De Niro is like, no, no, don't put your lips on mine. Like I guarantee, or there's like a moment where he's like, don't enjoy this, Falker. Hey, Falker, don't you enjoy this? And Gaylord's like, I'm going to enjoy every second of this. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that happened throughout the trilogy whatsoever. Uh, you didn't go to the 45 minute mark and no. watch the uh, penis thing? No, no. No, I, you, as soon as you said there's a penis thing, I was like, I'm here for Christmas, not for, you know, 
dingers. So I don't I don't care. But what happened? I know I know Gaylord Falker is like in talks to endorse a boner pill. So what's the boner thing that happens at forty five minutes? Well, Robert De Niro takes a boner pill. Oh, um, I should, of course, yeah. of course he did. Jeez, of course, I should have seen that coming. And then Greg Parker comes home late, and uh, you know uh, Robert De Niro still has the boner, of course. And then he's like, "Have you had that for more than four hours?" And he did, so he has to like jab his dinger with the uh, epipen, and uh, one of the kids sees it. Right, because he puts the epipen in his mouth, and he's like, "I've got to, I got to put this epipen at the back of my throat, and then need you to put your dinger in." and hit the back of my throat so it'll poke the head of it with the needle and then it'll make it go away. And then the kid sees it. Yeah, and the kid goes, oh, that, now everything makes sense. Birds and bees, I understand now. Oh, little fucker. Oh, I'm the little (laughs) fucker. Oh, I didn't realize. Rob Hubel is in the scene just before this happened. Okay, yeah, we're talking the big stars are coming out now. Rob Hubel, yeah. star of Children's Hospital. Playing a dink. I swear he was a dink in so many movies around this time. Yeah, into current day. I think yeah. I think Rob Hubel is just a dink. Nah, well, yeah, he he's definitely a dink. Or he's a dink face, at least. He's at least got the face of a dink. <laughs> he's a Slenderman dink. Absolutely. So, okay, what else What else can you tell me about these Fockers? Uh, that's about it. Okay. I uh, I didn't watch or pay attention to the first 54 minutes all that well. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm assuming everything happens that you think is going to happen. Jessica Alba, like you said, tries to have an affair with Greg Fokker. Yeah. He does it no. successfully, and there's a huge divorce, but he still gets to be the Godfucker. Of course, yeah, he's the Godfucker. Bob was never going to be the Bob Fokker, so don't even worry about it. They weren't going to call him the God Bob. That would be insane. No. What, a, what an that ego would, trip that would be. That would be absolutely insane. I, don't, I do know somebody says Swami Salami at one point. Not too sure what that's in reference to, but in it's your not notes. cool to say. Just in your notes, huh? Swami Salami. Yeah. Well, I guarantee yeah, they're, talking, salami. they're talking about somebody. They're going like, he's going to give you the Swami Salami. Maybe they're talking about Deepak yeah. Chopra. Well, Owen Wilson is in the scene, so it definitely could have been Deepak Chopra. I bet it was, yeah. I, yeah, he's got the Swami Salami for sure. <laughs> I, that's pretty much my notes. Oh, I think uh, somebody's driving Han's car. <laughs> At one point, someone's driving oh, Owen Wilson. Someone's driving Owen Wilson's car at one point, like Lightning no, McQueen. Owen, Owen Wilson is driving Han's car from uh, Tokyo Drift. What? <laughs> Whoa! You know Han? Yeah, I know Han from Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Of course, I know Han. He's yeah. some. His car is in this movie. Well, Owen Wilson is driving an orange car that looks very much like Han's car from Tokyo Drift. Does he acknowledge it? Does he go, hey, look at me, I'm Han! And as he drifts around the corner and takes out a bunch of garbage cans... And then explodes and dies. Yeah, because Jason Statham was there and he hit him with a car and then shot shot his car and blew it up. But then he actually didn't die and he just faked it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Swami Salami. That's Swami Salami Han, you know? Hey, it's me, Adam Falker, the Swami Salami, and uh, 
So yeah. Dustin Hoffman gives a very nice gift to the children at the end of this movie. He gives them his OG whoopee cushion. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, Beautiful. So there must have been something in this movie where, like, Ben Stiller was like, hey, kids, you need to be more serious. You can't be joking around as much and having so much fun. But then Dustin Hoffman's like, we need to let the kids have fun. They need to fuck around, you know? So I bet that's yeah. why he gives them that and then goes like, pick and flick your boogers and fart in each other's mouths and sneeze in their eyes and have do fun kid stuff, kids. Yeah, only if it's dry. Don't do wet ones. No, oh, God, boogers, no. That is. Dry ones, though, flick them right into the candles of my menorah. I don't care. It's fun. That's what Dustin really imparts on these kids is uh, the freedom of childhood. Do what you feel. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s, you could get away with anything. Or the 60s. <laughs> or the 60s. Or whenever that creep was creeping around. <laughs> Unsubstantiated. Not the 50s, though. Uh, not convicted of anything. Just convicted in the court of public opinion. That's all. He was convicted, too? Yeah, in the court of public opinion, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he was convicted. Well, what do you think about Dustin Hoffman's wrapping job on that, on that whoopee cushion? It looks like that wrapping paper is barely attached. Uh, they probably had to do a loose goose because of the, uh, you know, takes that they had to do. Right. This probably took like 50 takes. Well, yeah, because they're acting with, they're trying to get children to unwrap a present. There's no way that's going to go well. No. Especially with like fake, uh, you know, set wrapping paper yeah exactly that's like it, did you know that wrapping paper in movies is actually made out of tobacco leaves did you know that i did not know that is that true yeah it's cheaper than regular wrapping paper why isn't everybody using that then oh uh, because it's it's way worse for the planet <laughs> oh it's way worse yeah does tobacco use more water or something oh wait it uses way more water than than paper what's the nitrogen count Oh, six to 12. APBs? Oh, a million of them. You wouldn't believe how many APBs there are. The FOCs okay, cool. and the APBs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what happens in the last minute chunk is Dustin Hoffman rules and everybody what else is, rules. There's lots of great stuff. Robert, He gets Robert De Niro to lift his leg because the kids go, what does this whoopee cushion do? Which, like, how do you not know what a whoopee cushion is at this point? But fine, little fuckers, it's fine. So... Robert De Niro lifts his leg, and Dustin Hoffman squeezes it and makes a fart sound. And even crusty old Jack Byrne, a.k.a. Bobby De Niro himself, has to chuckle at, at a fart sound. How could you not? He cracks a chuckle. Everybody is having a great time. A whoopee cushion is a great place for Christmas. For sure. Oh, there's got to be there's got to be a conversation that happens in this movie where they, ha- where they have to tell Robert De Niro to, like, relax a little bit. To be like, hey... I know you're really worried about your family and you want what's best for your family, but me, Gaylord Falker, me got it. Don't even worry, bro. You can relax a little bit because me, Gaylord Falker, me got it handled. And I'll run this family long after you're dead. And then Bobby De Niro can now laugh at farts again. That is definitely the point of the movie and probably the through line for the whole thing because uh robert de niro has a heart attack a mild heart attack at the beginning yeah, of course. and needs to just chill out bro yeah then he do you up... think there's a weed scene oh 2010 maybe i i wonder <laughs> if there's a scene where like barbara streisand like puts something in robert de niro's drink or something like that like he or he like she has a plate of weed brownies out and he, he eats he takes a couple bites of one 
damn, dude. Yeah, 2010s, there probably was a scene like that. Maybe we should have watched this movie. Uh, I bet you it was in Meet the Fockers. Everything good was probably in Meet the Fockers already. Yeah, this movie really did feel like uh, just like, well, I guess we got to do another one. Time to fart out another Fokker. Here it is. Oh, you're going to give us $100 million? I guess we're going to do this. Jesus, little fuckers. Who do you think got paid the most money in this movie? Was it Ben Stiller, (sighs) the star? Or was it Dustin Hoffman, the creep who shows up for 15 minutes? (laughs) Well, I think it's between De Niro and uh, the other guy you mentioned. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, uh, Christmas Angels probably got a good chunk of cash. (laughs) I feel like definitely uh, Christmas Angels did, but Ben Stiller is probably two-handing this. He's probably like a super producer on this one. Hey, can we take a second to acknowledge that Dustin Hoffman says that he trimmed Robert De Niro's pubes while he was unconscious? (laughs) Well, it wasn't a trim job. It was to get DNA, to get data. But any hair would have done. Why did he choose his pubes? That's where all the genes are. <laughs> That's where all the pre-collects. Yeah, it's closer to the erm, and the erm is where our pure DNA is. So you got to get it from the pube. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> Duh. I, listeners, I took a screenshot of when Bobby De Niro realizes that Dustin Hoffman trimmed his pubes, and uh, he doesn't look... <laughs> Let's say he doesn't look thrilled about it. He's not like the happiest cat on the block. I'll tell you that much. I'll send it to you in the in the Skype chat here, Falker. You can see what I'm talking about. M- maybe. Yeah, and we might put it on Twitter. No, I'll definitely put it on Twitter. Don't you worry about that. But yeah. Okay, but... I got the Skype chat up and I'm viewing. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. And <laughs> He's already got the Yamakon that he got from uh, Dustin Hoffman. No, he got that from Barbara Streisand. Well, same, same. They're a couple. Yeah, but they're giving him different. They're not. It's not from him. <laughs> yeah, you have a point. Yeah. <laughs> and his Yamaka says Jack on it, so that's very nice. And he looks like not happy to have it. <laughs> Like they like. No. Here's a yarmulke, and he's like, "I'm not wearing this stupid little Jewish hat. I'm not doing it." <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't say Jewish on it, but maybe all yarmulkes <laughs> should just say Jewish. Just so you know, yeah, lots of lots of people wear yarmulkes in different ways, shapes, and forms. So uh, this one, just to specify, this one's for Jewish people. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> it's a tiny hat. After they trim Robert De Niro's pubes and send it in to the genealogy people, we find out that he is 123rd Israelite. And for some reason, Robert De Niro's like, well, I don't agree with that. And uh, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be contesting that. But thank you for the nice gift. It's like, bro, just what's the problem? (laughs) Why are you so mad about being accused of being an Israelite? Well, he's very old school. He's very matter of fact. And that's his whole character is that he's straight to the point in the most bizarre way possible. He says, I dispute the findings, but I appreciate the gesture. Correct. And he's, uh, I, I, but I don't get it. (laughs) He just, he hates (laughs) the idea of being Jewish. He just hates it. Yeah, one twenty third. Even he can't handle. No thanks. You, you, well, how much? What percentage of me is that? And they go, I don't know. It's about your p- 
pinky, like a pinky finger's worth. So he cuts his pinky finger off and he goes, this, my, my finger offends me. I must remove it. My nose offends me. I'm cutting it off to spite my face. I mean, he could have just like shaved off some skin. He didn't have to take an appendage. That's a very good point. Also, they give him the Jewish name Yakov and everyone keeps going, Yakov? Like Yakinov? Which if they would have made a fourth Falkers, there would have been so many jokes about him being a Yakov Falker or whatever the, the whatever ridiculous name they're going to call him in the next one. Yakov these nuts. Exactly. Yak- Yakov my son is what they'll say to him at some point. Like his his dad will show up and be like, "Yakov my son." Okay, ah, we don't like little that. Falkers. Who would play his dad, though? Who would play Bobby De Niro's dad in a fourth Falk? Stop sending me I'm Chiz Jism. I know who you are. <laughs> the chocolates are kicking in, and I am Chiz Jism right oh now. Oh, my God. So what what do you want to <laughs> see out of a fourth Falkers? Uh, I definitely want to see more Jinxie Cat. <laughs> yes, uh, Jinxie Cat is he's dead. The star of this whole thing. He's dead. That cat is no. dead and in hell. He's alive and he's thriving, especially without Jack. Of um, course. He's going to piss in Jack's see, ashes. I want to see more infertility jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like maybe the son is an adult now and he's meeting a Greg Falker of his own right. <laughs> I don't know. So wait, it's called Meet the Falkers, the Next Generation, and it's about young, yeah. the baby Falkers are now older Falkers and they're like, they're dealing with like maybe it's like a maybe maybe the fourth Falkers is about these kids being in high school and being cyber bullied for their name and then it's like this it's like 13 reasons why but in the Falkers universe yeah I think that was pitched <laughs> every every oh. reason was you made fun of me for the name Falker that's why I mean they, oh. could, they could call it 13 Falkers why the name's right there. Call anything thirteen Falkers Why? That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what they'd call it. Fourth Falkers is a good name. Fourth Falkers is a great name, actually, for the fourth. Like, you know what it is. This is the fourth Falkers. Don't even. We're not even going to come up with a clever title for it. It's just called Fourth Falkers. You know. Go see it, pig. <laughs> That's a good title, I think. Go see it, pig. Yeah, Fourth Falkers. Go see it, pig. I um. I love this movie. What do you want out of the fourth Falkers movie? Uh, I want, I want more. Uh, I like instead of a, uh, we need to update it for the modern age. So instead of a lie detector scene, maybe Ben Stiller could like waterboard his daughter's boyfriend or something like that, or just something to modernize it for modern audiences. We we know that lie detectors are infallible but waterboarding we've learned is infallible and people will only tell the truth when they're being waterboarded so maybe that's a whole plot waterboarding is pretty old yeah (laughs) yeah i guess we don't use it as much now but we certainly were using it in the early 2000s very much so but this came out in 2010 so how do you even mix the two you know right what are we doing now what what could that maybe like <laughs> maybe Falker's son is like radicalized or something maybe he's like yeah. becomes an incel and he like he tries to overthrow America with a bunch of hillbillies and it doesn't work or something like that I don't know something something crazy and out there like that this is not a political podcast we're getting to it though we're we're definitely on the pulse I think so, yeah. Uh, who's the big bad in for, in Fourth Falkers? Uh, hmm. 
Charlie Sheen? Sure, that's that would be a great addition to the Fockers franchise. He is not I allowed so. he's not allowed to be in scenes alone with kids though. He's only him and his tiger blood have to stay far away from the children. It could be Tom Cruise in a Charlie Sheen makeup situation. What if it's Charlie Sheen in a Tom Cruise makeup? Ugh, I don't know if you could get the rights. You don't think you you don't think Charlie Sheen could play a convincing Tom Cruise? I don't think so, no. Why haven't they just done that in a movie? Why haven't they just, like... You know how there's, like, celebrity cameos where celebrities will play themselves? Like in Ocean's 12, where Julia Roberts plays yeah. Julia Roberts, and it's great. Uh, why don't they just have movies where, like, somebody else is playing a real person? And, like, that's the cameo, where it's just like, oh, and, like, this guy's... Uh, hey, look, uh, Bob Saget's here, and then it's Charlie Sheen, and he's like, hello, I'm Bob Saget, or whatever it is. Like Jake Gyllenhaal playing Tom Cruise. Exactly. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess that probably already exists in lots of movies where people, celebrities, play real people. Yeah, maybe. It's called who, the, who knows? Who could tell? It's called the King's Speech. Everybody knows. <laughs> Haven't seen. Me neither. Who cares? A man can't talk, then he can talk. Big whoop. Give it an Oscar. Is that what it's about? I gotta see that movie, baby. I yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, fourth Fockers, God, you know, it's such a rich, having not seen the second one or most of the third one and barely remembering the first one, you know, I kind of feel like I could come up with a really good fourth Fockers plot. Yeah, we we could hash it out. There'd have to be a Cadillac's Jack type diner at some point. Why not just make a Cadillac Jacks? Yeah. I mean, uh, we can rank I, it. I can tell you this much about Little Fockers. I cannot wait till next week till we get into who's the Baker Vance of Little Fuck. Yeah, I I got a I got a feeling. As the Black Eyed Peas would say, (laughs) I got a feeling. (laughs) I think I know who it is. I I got some ideas and it might astound and amaze just like (laughs) Baker Vance. It's Jessica Alba. It's no, uh, uh, I'm going a little bit more twisted. Oh, okay. Oh, it could be him. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that next week. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's something I was thinking about this morning when I came up with the name Falk Boys for the show. Uh, why why aren't there like um, like wacky comedy Christian comedy? Like why isn't there like a Talladega Nights for Christian comedy? Like why why are Christian comedies not good? Why aren't they like really? Why aren't there wackier, more over the top, ridiculous ones? It just Seems like they're missing out on something. It's definitely rich for comedic humor, and I feel like it's probably in the can somewhere. Like, somebody has had to have written this movie, but uh, Will Ferrell passed, and then Owen Wilson passed, and then what else do you have? Here's the thing, man. Maybe this is what we bring to Pure Flakes, is we write yeah. a a wacky Will Ferrell-esque uh, Christian comedy that's over the top yeah. and silly and maybe a parody of, of another more successful movie like a God is dead or God's not dead but a parody of that or something like along those lines and just a broad like, wacky character comedy like I feel like David A.R. White tried to do that with that uh, Hollywood one oh uh, Oh, we have Mollywood Hollywood. Yeah, doing Molly and Holly, I think is what it's called. Halfway yeah. between 9/11 and heaven. Holy man undercover. That's the one. 
which we have not talked about yet, but we will get to. Don't worry. It's amazing, apparently. I cannot wait. I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited. Uh, Oh, everyone is moving to Chicago at the end of this movie. How exciting. Yeah. Boo, Greg Fokker says. Mm -hmm. Uh, How will the kids... I do like that uh, as the movie's fading out... Because Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand say that they're moving to Chicago to be closer to the kids. They bought a house two doors down. Greg Falker's like, oh my God, please don't do that. And then Bobby De Niro's like, well, you can't move to town to be closer to the kids. To which Dustin Hoffman replies, well, how will the kids be Falkerized if we're not here? And Robert De Niro <laughs> yells back at him, no one is being Falkerized. <laughs> it was we got very tense in the Falker household. Yeah. Honestly, the perfect ending to this movie. Maybe we should have watched this whole movie and gave it a go, but no, uh, frick you, listener. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, you say that's the perfect ending, but the actual perfect ending is the scene, that the credits scene, where, yeah. where Bobby De Niro looks at his cat and goes, oh, the internet is a powerful machine, Jinxie Cat. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciated that. Well, this is why I think Jinxie Cat is coming back, and he's coming back better than ever. Played by but, a different cat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, played by a completely different cat. And they go, Jinxie Cat is 40 years old. And they go, that's Jinxie Cat. Once you pee in my, you know, my dead dad's ashes, you're living forever. Yeah, that's the that's the secret to life. Also, that cat can use the toilet. Or maybe that's from a scary movie. I can't remember if the cat can... Oh, that's this. Is it? But yeah. I have a distinct memory of a cat, like lighting a match and waving it out and that's not from these movies there's no way a cat no, lights a, a match movie. well what is that from date night or some date movie like that's it's got to be from one of those parodies it's got to be from something like that i have no idea what it's from Epic i know movie? that scene but uh i don't know what it's from <laughs> i hope it's not i hope we're just remembering meet the parents and the there a clearly puppet cat is lighting a match and waving it out and going who do not go in there Ooh, or something like that maybe it was space balls <laughs> maybe it was space balls yeah probably space balls actually yeah, yeah. groovy baby hey do i make you horny baby do i yeah yeah this is me in a nutshell help how did i get in this nutshell what kind of bloody great nut would have a shell like this it, it reels the mind. My favorite part of these credits is not even a part of the movie at all, but huh. uh, Netflix overlaid it with the last chance to watch Little Fockers is January 6th. <laughs> so if you need to watch Little Fockers, get there before January 6th. Oh, and don't forget to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Capitol Insurrection on January 6th. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Celebrate that failed insurrection by watching Baby Fockers on Netflix. Sponsored by Netflix, yeah. yeah. Insurrection. Sponsored by Insurrection. Hey, Fokker, what would you think of Baby Fockers 2010? I thought it was great. I was riveted at every scene. I couldn't believe <laughs> Kevin Hart was in this movie. Yeah. And that really made it for me. What Kev did you think of Christmas at Little Fockers? <laughs> Christmas Fockers. Christmas Fockers? Oh, it was right there this whole time. Uh, I love Eid Christmas Fockers. I can't wait for the for the 
Can't wait for the the five minute Disney short called Christmas Falkers yeah. that's going to be a Disney Plus original that's going to air on there next Christmas probably when they are preparing to make the Falkers TV series. Of course, they're going to make a Falkers series. Of course, covered in paint. Covered in paint is that what it's called? Falkers covered. Falkers colon covered in paint. Uh, I just want to see people covered in paint, and I think it uh, plays well on film. You know what? Uh, we don't judge anyone. We don't kink shame on the show. And if you want to see people covered in paint, then, brother, I want you to be able to see them. That's why I love uh, Home Alone, when uh, Curly gets covered in paint. Ooh-wee. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> Until next Christmas, I love you. Christmas oranges to all. And to all, a good night. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I'm Chiz Jism. I'm just Greg Falker. I'm Greg Falker. I'm just Greg Falker. That's great. I'm Chiz Jism. I'm going to miss this. I'm Chiz Jism. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. That's great.